Today's service is a somewhat of a part two to what we did this past Friday at Ignition. This past Friday at Ignition, just to explain why I brought it across with um, white papers um, thumb tacked to it. Last Friday, we had a, a renewal sort of uh, time at, at Ignition where me along with the youth staff and the students of Ignition you know, we, as far as, it was a, a public declaration of what Christ did on the cross for our sins. It was a public declaration of accepting the fact that, you know, he died for our sins, sins that we've committed in the past, sins that we commit presently, and, and the sins that we will commit uh, um, in the future. And, and, and understanding that we can receive forgiveness of our sins if we come to him and confess. And, and so, so we had a time where we just went up to the cross and wrote down what that sin uh, or those sins were that, that were struggles of, of ours um, and, and, and still our struggles, but realizing that Christ died for those and that we can have victory over sin and death um, because he paid it all. And, and tonight will be a part two of the overall um, heart that I wanted to start off the ignition with, and that's renewal and, 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 and recommitment. So today's service focus will be on recommitting, recommitting our lives um, to Christ, you know, recommitting to exalt him more in our lives, or recommitting to, uh, to get to know how we can exalt him more in our lives. And, and the text that we're going to look at um, will be from 1 Corinthians 5, 7 and 8. Um, but before we turn there, I'd just like to Open up this time um, in prayer. Father, thank you uh, for this time. Uh, I just pray that you would give me um, your words to speak. Uh, I pray that my words would fall and your words will go forth. And um, pray that we will be challenged and encouraged by your word. Uh, I pray that we would receive it well, prepare our hearts and our minds to do so. Um, give me the strength to uh, communicate it effectively. And, uh, and I just pray that you would just prepare our hearts, uh, when it's time to, um, just testify of, 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 of our need to, um, just to recommit to you and, um, uh, as we dedicate our lives, um, in full surrender and service, um, to you. And this is your name we pray. Amen. Um, the text is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we've gone over this before. Um, with Pastor Lee, so this is certainly not going to be a um, expositional uh, uh, study tonight. Um, this actually may be one of the, the shorter uh, youth services, and it's not going to be short because I have lockup tonight. Um, um, it's just going to be um, just a time for us to uh, just take stock of just where we are uh, in our spiritual walk with Christ. There's a couple questions I have, uh, actually a little more than a couple. First one is, what's preventing us, preventing us from becoming all that Jesus wants us to be? And a response to that that I, I had is, is it too much of us and too little of him in our lives? Are there sin in our life that is contaminating our spiritual journey? And are there sin in our life that we just ignored 
and thought that we can just still worship and serve God and everything will be okay. And if this is the case, you know, we have been so deceived. If this is the case, um, we need to, and as we will see in, in Colossians, sorry, in 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8, we need to eradicate that sin. We need to uh, take that sin out of our lives by confessing it and by, by turning away and resolving to extract all the sinful desires from our lifestyle. And Friday night, what the scripture of focus was, was Colossians 3, 1 through 5, where it talks about embracing the new life, putting on the new self. And, and last Friday, as we looked through Colossians 1 through 5, uh, 1 through 15, we realized that, one, those who have placed faith and trust in Christ, you've been raised with Christ. Um, Sinagero, you've been raised, awakened in Christ. We learned that um, we are uh, hidden with Christ and God, so we are concealed. And we learned that we are chosen of God. Um, and so in Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 15, we're, we're raised with Christ, we're hidden with Christ in God, and we're chosen of God. And, and being children of God, we have new life. And in Colossians, it, it, it referred to, okay, you know, the things, the malice, the malicious talk, the slander, the gossiping, the cursing, um, the hatred, the anger, um, all of that stuff is what you used to do. That's your past life. But, but you, are, you are new in Christ. You've been raised with Christ. You've been um, hidden with Christ and God. You are chosen of God. So put on the new self. And so last week, Friday, we are talking about, okay, what does it mean for us to, to uh, embrace and put on a new self? And, and it simply means for us to turn away, as we embrace the cross, turn away from what we used to be and, and run full-fledged towards the cross. And so now, as we look at 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul gives specific uh, uh, directions um, and instruction to the Corinthian church. And we all know what, what happened. Um, from verses 1 through 6, Paul, Paul explains that, hey, you have a member in your church that's sinning in a way that, you know what, even unbelievers don't do. And you're accepting it. You're allowing it to happen. So Paul gives a, a specific direction to the Corinthian church that, hey, you need to minister some discipline. This individual needs to be disciplined. And I believe as much as Paul was uh, specifically addressing the congregation of, of the Corinthian church uh, corporately, I believe he was also addressing them individually as well. Because if individually it's fine that, hey, someone's committing this sin and you know, they're sleeping with their father's wife and, oh, okay, what, what does that say about their own personal walk with the Lord? And, and I feel that, Paul, we can take, as far as application for us today, I want us to just reflect on our personal walk with the Lord. Um, and the, the yeast, the old yeast that we need to remove from our lives so that we truly can live in a manner of which we are, which is unleavened. 
So if you turn to me, turn with me with First Corinthians 5, 7, 8, verse 7 reads, Clean out the old yeast so that you may be a new batch. Since you are unleavened, for Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us observe the feast, not with old yeast, or with the yeast of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Clean out the old yeast. The process of recognizing in our own spiritual walk that there's things that are hindering our growth, hindering um, our relationship with Christ. And whatever that is, whatever that may be, Paul, uh, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, is, is directing us that that stuff we need to take out, we need to clean out. And, and the reason for that is because if we don't clean it out, then we can't become a new batch. And if we don't clean it out, then it just continues to ferment. And the contamination spreads. And we become more and more callous, just as the people of that congregation became callous. And, and even with such a severe, blatant uh, 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 sin, they're just allowed to just, hey, it's there. And the other reason why we need to clean it out is because we are unleavened. It says, clean out the old yeast so that you may be a new batch, since you are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Paul wasn't just focusing on just the action of observing um, the holy festival, the Passover. It was actually, in fact, a more directive of how we should live our lives. Because during the Passover, back in those days, they would remove all the yeast in the household. When it was time to observe the Passover feast, they would remove all the yeast from the household. And, and again, that was, all the, that was all a part of the preparation uh, for, the, for this festival, for this feast. And, and we all know the story of the, the Israelites um, when they had to, you know, sacrifice the lamb and put the lamb's blood over the doorpost so that when the angel of death passed over, they, the angel of death would see the, the blood-stained doorpost and would pass over those, those homes. And Paul is saying to us, as I believe he's, he, he said to the Corinthians, that needs to be our lifestyle. Our lifestyle constantly needs to be in the attitude of celebrating the Passover feast because we recognize that that's symbolic of Christ dying for our sins. And it also, it, it also uh, gives a directive of us needing to constantly be cleaning up the yeast. Because the yeast is going to come. You know, we're not going to be done with sin until we're home in glory. And so it's a constant action, a continual action of removing the yeast. Because in order to celebrate the Passover feast and holiness, 
They can be leavened. They can be leavened bread. And so, to just give a, a, an additional um, insight on this, a quote from Baker, exegetical commentary, has this, and I quote, What is important to Paul in this context is that Christ's death is supposed to effect a change in their moral behavior. They should live as those who have died and risen with Christ. Now let me say that again and address it to us more personally. What is important to Paul in this context is that Christ's death is supposed to affect a change in our moral behavior. We should live as those who have died and risen with Christ. Because if we purpose to be committed to the gospel in sincerity and truth, just as much as if the Corinthian church um, chose to do, then we would not allow the fermenting sin to continue in our lives. As I bring this, again, short teaching time to a close, we will, at the end, have a moment where not just for the teens alone, but for the entire congregation, uh, if you feel in your heart that the Lord is leading you to, to, to recommit your, yourself to him in, in whatever way, whether it's recommitting yourself to, to reading his word more, recommitting yourself to um, uh, being more compassionate, recommitting yourself to, um, um, to exalt him more in, in your life. Whatever it may be, we're going to give an opportunity for you to um, publicly declare that uh, just by simply um, just coming up in the front and, and just standing in this area here. Um, uh, just as a public declaration of, of one, remembering what he did on the cross, and then two, realizing that the effect of what he did on the cross, us now being raised with him, being hidden with him, being chosen of God, us having a new life, and the importance of us to embrace that new life, and the importance for us as in um, verse 7 says, for us to be unleavened. You know, the, 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 the message bulletin thing had, you know, living unleavened in 2011. And, you know, and I've, at first, you know, I said, oh, okay, you know, that's catchy too and stuff like that. But, but seriously, for us to live as we are unleavened, because we are in Christ, and he is our Passover. Uh, our Passover lamb, who has been sacrificed. So Paul packages this imperative action for us to take, and it's clean out the old yeast. And this clean out, and this imperative action is, uh, it predicates this um, indicative response of as far as since you are unleavened. So that's the sign, that's the indication. If we are unleavened, then our imperative action is for us to take out the old yeast. And so how can we become a new batch worthy of the calling in which we have received from Christ? 
a people of his workmanship made for good works. And the way we are able to do that is by being who we are in Christ. Christians, Christ's disciples, committed to cleaning out the old yeast of our lives that burdens us, that overwhelms us, and that contaminates our relationship with Christ. Again, Christ, who is our Passover lamb, Christ, who was sacrificed. Because we, because we really can't profess Christ with our lips and then deny him by our lifestyle and then hope to have an effective uh, 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 relationship with Christ. We certainly cannot. Not an enemy, Satan will want us to believe that. But God knows better, and he has given us his word so that we could know his better, so that we could become his best. Jesus wants more from us, and he has more for us. In John 10, in John 10, 10 Jesus said, A thief only comes in to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So my challenge for the students of Ignition uh, last week Friday, because, you know, we all have, you know, New Year's resolutions and, and things that we want to do for the new year, and, and, that's, and that's super good. But I wanted to challenge the, the, the students and myself and the youth staff uh, to purpose to... Um, to exalt Christ in our lives. And not only for 2011, and not only for this week, um, but for the rest of our lives. To live a life that is renewed, because we are renewed in him, those who accept the Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. And, and to realize that, you know, we can, um, the more we purpose to take out the yeast, the more we embrace our spiritual position in Christ. We've been raised, we're hidden, we're chosen of God. We are unleavened. So let's live that way. Amen. So, at this time, uh, out of darkness and living stones are going to come with a, a special. And then I'm going to come back up and just open up that time of recommitment. So during this time, if you can just prayerfully um, 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 just seek the Lord's leading as far as what he's calling you to do. And, and however the spirit leads um, for you to, to make that public declaration, um, definitely wanted to be of the spirit's leading. So as the praise team um, prepares to sing, um, just use this time to just, just to meditate on, on what exactly God is calling you to do and how you can recommit yourself to him um, in 2011.